Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, it looks like we're going to hell in a handcart, doesn't it? The situation is becoming more precarious. Over the weekend, the service will have deteriorated further. This morning, uh, there'll be even more pressure on A&E as people who've struggled through the weekend are no longer able to manage. Delays for ambulances will increase and the staff become the subject of more abuse. GP surgeries, surgeries are an easy target for a disaffected public and their security will become a bigger issue. Expect more elective cancellations as medical patients overspill into beds used for elective surgical patients and waiting lists will expand. By midweek, I wouldn't be surprised if the system becomes dysfunctional. MPs will be rattled and the press will have a field day. We can't be spectators. We need an aggressive plan to stop the slide. Nothing in Amanda Pritchard's career, the chief executive of the NHS, her career has prepared her for this. Apart from Andrew Morris, who's the former chief executive of Frimley Park and now a non-executive director on the board, her board have no experience of crisis management in the NHS. Bojo bounces around the system, causing a distraction and trouble. The mask fiasco last week tells us he's no real idea of what his responsibilities are. The best we can hope for is the Tories will come to their senses and replace him. Number 19 and his band of newly appointed ministers are like rabbits in the headlamps. Like the Brotherhood of St Gregory, they chant, We've given the NHS billions, we've given the NHS billions, we've given the NHS billions... They don't realise there's nothing the NHS can buy that will resolve the root cause of the problems. The pre-COVID legacy of 10 years of almost flatline funding has created a lack of capacity, fewer beds per head of population than almost every other developed healthcare system in the EU and the OECD, and the skin and bones workforce, fewer doctors and nurses and allied health professionals measured using the same OECD and EU comparators. The solution? The last throw of the dice I can come up with before the winter dumps on us is change the fulcrum point of care. The majority of calls on the service are coming from elderly people. One in five beds are occupied by older people fit for discharge awaiting a care package from social care. In acute and geriatric specialties, the 9% of patients who stay in hospital for more than seven days use more than 72% of total bed days. Giving money to social care for more packages won't work. Their workforce is more depleted than the NHS. Look, if an 85-year-old calls for help after, for example, a fall or a UTI, and multiple morbidities, frailty, nutrition, diabetes, COPD, etc. This is a back of an envelope costing of an episode of the care for that person. A 999 call costs £7.81. Ambulance to hospital, that costs 255 quid. A&E costs, without specific treatment, about £420. Estimate for tests and imaging, £300. In, in bed, inpatient bed costs at about £400 a day, and the average is seven days, that's £2,800. And treatment estimate, well, say 350 So that's a total of £4,132.81. 
involving call centres, paramedics, A&E people, imaging, frailty specialists, geriatrician, ward staff, discharge team, inreach, admin, and all those I haven't listed, plus the angst of family and friends. Change the fulcrum point of care. Stop worrying about sending people home. Worry about keeping them at home. If the cost of a proactive admission avoidance domiciliary visit is about 50 quid and follow-up visits are £18, ask yourself, where should we be spending our money? Keep carting people to hospital just chokes up the system. Proactive admissions avoidance urgent and resourced. There's nothing new in this. Many trusts are running advanced admission avoidance teams. But it seems to me we have to put them on steroids, beef them up and put them front and centre. The key is data for trusts to analyse the postcodes of patients admitted, figure out where the demand is coming from. I suspect a lot will be care homes. Ask them to have a daily admissions avoidance audit, highlight who needs help and then go and help them. Domiciliary services, ask them to red flag likely customers and part of the GP's contract is compiling a frailty index. They should know. Once we know where the risks are, the admission avoidance team can pay a visit, doctor, a nurse, an AHP, a volunteer, or a return to practice medic, a social care, the Red Cross, whoever, to figure out who needs support and what it is. If we shift the fulcrum point of care, do the heavy lifting outside hospital, we might create some headroom and buy some time. We can analyse data and pinpoint the hotspots. We do have the clinical skills to identify and head off risks. And we have increased funding to invest in the right care. Other than that, tell me, what else is there? Thanks for listening. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.